Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is a show about food and culture and music and food, usually, for the most part, except when it isn't. But sometimes, like tonight, that's exactly what it's about. Pasta fagioli, pasta fazool. I forgot what the secret password of today's show is, but uh, let me see if we can get a clue on that from uh, Louis Prima and uh, Sam Butera. What do you think? Come on, man. <laughs> they told us where, and off we went. And when we got there, it was a tent. We gave the word. And we gave the word, and they let us in. And all we did was give some skin. But we kept coolin', coolin'. We were scared. Pasta <laughs> the password was pasta fazol, or is it pasta fazool, or pasta fagioli? It all depends, really, what t- part of Italy you're from, or or where where you sit at the table, perhaps. But uh, this is a dish popular all over Italy in different variations, and it came to mind because I recently visited my folks in Italy. <laughs> I wish I was in Italy. I visited my folks in Omaha, Nebraska, though. Some fine Italian restaurants there indeed. But yes, I visited them in Omaha, Nebraska. My dad was born in Trieste, Italy. In 1951, as a teenager, he came over. He and his sister and brother and parents came over to the U.S., settled in Buffalo, New York to start with, and eventually made their way through Michigan and into Omaha, Nebraska. And I got to talking about a dish, pasta fagioli. Pasta fagioli, if I understand correctly, means simply pasta and beans. But there are many variations, and I got to talking with my dad about some of those variations. I know when we had pasta fagioli growing up in our house, it was, first of all, I guess there are different ways of doing it. It was uh, almost thick like a casserole when we had it. I've also had it prepared a little, like more like a soup-ish thing. But up in Trieste, there was yet another way that your mother made it, right? Well, they would actually more, more like my, my grandmother. See, my grandmother is actually Austrian. <clears throat> so, in the, in, since I am in the far northeast of Italy, the the population there uh, uh, came from different parts. So some were Italian from way back, but many came from Austria, which is just a few hundred miles away, and they, or, or Slovenia, or... Or, or Croatia, which is a Slavic-speaking country, and uh, and in fact, my both my grandmothers are not Italian, and uh, we're not Italian. Uh, my my mother's mother was Austrian. <clears throat> she actually could not speak any Italian until she got married, and uh, and my grandfather had to teach her I- I- Italian, and um, the other one then uh, was a, from Croatia. They one of it since uh, there is a big. Uh, Austrian influence, and then what we're doing instead of using pasta, which is kind of spaghetti-like stuff, then they were using instead sauerkraut, which is very kind of very odd. But they actually sauerkraut said, instead of pasta. Instead of pasta, and there was sauerkraut and fagioli. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of it. 
No, I don't know what they called. No, no, they, they actually they had a name, and they call it Yota, which I, I have no idea what the origin is. Uh-huh. But that was basically um, something a bean soup with uh, sauerkraut instead of being a bean soup with pasta, and uh, and, and even different parts of Italy, uh, <coughs> there is a difference in. In the, in the way of being done. First of all, where uh, I come from, the, the pork hock was uh, absolutely necessary. Uh, but in the more southern in Italy, they didn't, they're completely meatless. And they, they do use beans, and uh, maybe they may use some other vegetables. And they use spaghetti. I, I never seen the pasta fagioli with spaghetti, for instance, but without a kind of pasta, you know. And uh, uh, then the normally the, uh, it is a, it's a soupy consistency, and uh, but if you put too much pasta, it will thicken. That's basically the, the pasta causes the thickening, and and it is almost like like you said, there was a casserole. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, we had it a, almost a casserole like uh, uh, texture, and it had elbow macaroni, I think, in it. Yeah. And the, <clears throat> well, I I happen to have had some leftover, but I wouldn't, didn't know, dare uh, offering it to you because it was getting a little bit too friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I I was able to remove uh, the friendly taste <laughs> from that, and I had some pasta for joy. And that that particular one, I and I ran out of it uh, of the pasta part and. Uh, uh, so I put some linguine that I left over. But usually that's something which is added after the, the stuff is cooked. But I had, and I did not have it with the pork hock, but I had it with the ham which for an Easter. And uh, so uh, that, that's one way, especially to to use up the bone, you know, like a ham bone. So pork hock, ham bones are very much the same same thing. I want to try the version with sauerkraut sometime. Well, I I really don't know. I, I I've not had it since I, I left Italy, so I'm not cannot give any recommendation to what pro- proportion. I would say the best thing to do is to make uh, the, the a bean soup with no uh, pasta in, <clears throat> and then try to put a little bit of sauerkraut and mix it, heat it up, and see how it is. I would start with maybe a couple, one or two tablespoons at the most at the beginning. But uh, the sauerkraut was actually giving enough taste. One that my grandma used to make, there was a totally different taste from the the Italian style. Having a chat with my dad recently, and happy to share that with you, my father, Mr. Fulvio Perini. If you're there, Dad, I'm waving high. Should I wave west? I should wave west. I'm not sure what direction west is in the WCBN studio. I'm not sure if it's toward the LP stacks or the CDs, I'm not sure. But this is Pandora's Lunchbox and my dad talking about pasta fagioli in other parts of Italy called pasta fazul or sometimes pasta fazula, which is the name of a song we're going to hear in just a moment from 1927. In the meantime, uh, Mars was just doing the Mighty Fine show before this one and... Uh, Mars, you have some experiences with uh, pasta fagioli or pasta fazul. Did you have a particular... So my father's from Abruzzi, from the south, so I don't know that you could be rich enough to have meat in your pasta fagioli. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, yes, it was a typical Saturday thing. The meat was for Sunday, 
And uh, in our household, we've started the tra- tradition of doing it Christmas Eve, which is kind of the fasting, you know, time before Christmas. Oh, okay. Uh, do you remember uh, particulars about the recipe for that? Um, my aunts make it like with kind of an egg noodle, you know. Okay. They make that kind of pasta. At home, we use ditalini. And um, the beans, of course, are a big source of contention, right? Mm. Uh, I recommend a movie called Big Deal on Madonna Street. Oh, I don't know that one. They're even from farther south. Uh, and they have pasta ceci, which is garbanzo beans. Oh, okay. So, uh, but I like cannellini. I don't know about you. I actually haven't had pasta fagioli in a while. And so I actually had a soup-like texture of pasta fagioli um, in the last few years. I, I just want to go to a place, I want to go to a pasta, pasta fazula, like uh, Lollapalooza pasta oh, fazula, yeah. and just, there should be a Lollapalooza yes. pasta fazula where you get to try 80 different variations. It, honestly, with beans, it's like those chili cook-offs. You could right. have hundreds of uh, recipes. Ann Arbor. Sauerkraut, pork, I'm I'm just stunned. You know, we, Ann Arbor, we need to do this. We need to block off several blocks of Main Street uh, and have a uh, Lollapalooza pasta fazula celebration. I'm there. Yeah. With a spoon. With a spoon. And, and we could have a giant spoon to uh, celebrate that. Something like that. And we could parade a giant spoon and have a pasta fazula Lollapalooza parade. And there is something hot that we put on our pasta fagioli called sughetto sauce. <laughs> it's okay. oil with uh, pepper flakes and garlic. Mm, that sounds lovely. It's a little, little spice. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mars, for your uh, reflection thank you, Mike. on that. So we're, what we're going to hear now is a song from 1927. I don't know that these folks are uh, authentic in any way, except that they're authentic vaudevillians. Uh, they were an American songwriting duo of Van and Schenk, and they did a song called Pasta Fazula in 1927, mentioning people in the song, including uh, Babe Ruth, who had, his, had hit his 60th home run the previous year, uh, also, singer John McCormick and several other people, and I guess Mussolini gets thrown in there. So, uh, it could be quite the uh, antipasto, pasta fazula kind of a thing going on here. So, here are uh, Van and Schenk, and this is Pasta Fazula on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Well, I just have a nice big Italian meal. You eat spaghetti? No, no, you fool. I have big plate of pasta vazool. Pasta vazool? What does that mean? That's noodles with navy beans. Oh, something to eat, eh? A very good dish. You fool with me, John. You know garbage? Pasta vazool. That's the stuff you want to eat. Pasta vazool. That's just a candy beat. First antipasto, that's an appetizer fine. And when you finish some Italian wine, pasta vazula, make it thin to make it fat. Pasta vazula, like this, like that. If you want to be a great big chic, have a new gal every week. Don't be a fool, eat pasta vazool. 
What makes Babe Ruth strong with the bat? And makes a little jockey skinny like a dad? What makes the laney think that he knows how to fight? Pasta Vazula, cause he eats them every night. What makes Ty Cobb get the umpire's gold? And Isabella say Columbus take a boat? What makes a Whopper race big family? What made Lindbergh fly across the sea? Pasta Vazula, that's a very good to eat. Pasta Vazula, that's a never can be beat. Fried Sandy Pasto, that's an appetizer fine. And when you finish some Italian wine, Pasta Vazula, make a weaker man strong. Pasta Vazula, make you live a very long. If you got a kids two or three or four, and you think you'd like to have a couple of more, don't be a fool. Eat fast of us. Don't be a fool. Eat pasta fazool. And what's that song by Outcast go? What's cooler than being cool? Pasta fazool. I think that's how it goes. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you, Mars, for stopping by and letting us know about that movie. Uh, oh, no, I forgot the name already. Uh, Big Deal on Madonna Street, I think is the name of it. Yes. So got to check out Big Deal on Madonna Street to school myself. To school myself on pasta fazool. Right. So pasta fazool and pasta fagioli, depending on what part of Italy you're talking about. Uh, a Tuscan recipe I found on about.com has uh, dried cannellini beans, garlic, rosemary, mm, olive oil, pancetta, or prosciutto. Uh, and they mentioned ditaloni, which are the pasta that Mars was just mentioning, described here as small elbows or half-inch long, quarter-inch diameter rings. Sounds like a Pentagon uh, rule there. They have to have uh, half-inch long, quarter-inch diameter rings, or they're not... They don't fit the Pentagon uh, specifications. Salt and pepper to taste, and one cup of croutons. All in this version of pasta fagioli or pasta fazool, they give you both options. <laughs> you can eat from either side of the bowl and decide how you want to pronounce it. Also on the website, uh, about.com, I found something else very interesting, talking about yota. My father, just a moment ago, was talking about the variation in northern Italy, where they substitute pasta and take out the pasta and put in sauerkraut instead. And this person was talking about how they went to the Italian city of... I'm trying to find the sentence here. Here, follow me as we follow the map of the screen that I'm on. They went to a place in the north called Friuli, yes. Now, they offer a number of unusual dishes, they say, that simply don't exist outside of the region. In the past, mentioning bravada, that's one thing that they've had, pickled turnips, and also they went to this person went to a wine show, asked about local cuisine in Friuli, which is, by the way, about three hours north of Trieste, where my father was born, also in northern Italy. The waiter sized me up and then suggested yota. What is it, I asked. Bean and barley soup with sauerkraut, came the answer, and I tried it. The contrast between the sweetness of the beans and the sourness of the cabbage is extremely interesting, and the texture is pleasing. I liked it, though it is a little odd if one is used to the simple pasta fagioli made in Tuscany. It also provides another example of how variable Italian cooking can be. A white winemaker 
uh, told this person that Yota is originally from Trieste, where my father was born, where it's made with beans and sauerkraut. However, in Gorizia, which is a half hour's drive to the northwest, they add barley to the mix. In Cormons, I hope that's the pronunciation. If it's not dad, I apologize. I hope you will speak to me again. They use bravada rather than sauerkraut. And her husband says that in his hometown, just a few miles from there, it's completely unknown. There are known knowns, and there are unknown knowns, and then there's unknown pasta fagioli, and it's all there. Just need to look at it and follow your nose. It always knows the flavor of Pandora's Lunchbox. This is WCBN, and coming up in 15 minutes at 7 o'clock, Arwolf and Face the Music with music of Fats Waller. Arwolf has just walked in the door, and it's going to be Fats Waller from the years, I believe, 1934 to 1935 today. It's going to be wonderful Fats Waller music for quite some time now to, to give you a very happy, very happy end of spring and beginning of summer. Lots of Fats Waller music at 7 o'clock on the Thursdays on WCBN. Well, let's switch to another part of the globe here. Now, we were talking about pasta fagioli, which can be a soup, can be thicker. How about another soup? How about a cool soup that will probably come in handy as the temperatures get warm? How about some gazpacho? This is a Spanish group called Manu Sequera, or Manu Sequera. This is El Gazpacho. goes like this. Oye, qué ganas de gazpacho. Oye, verdad, chacha, qué ganas, eh. Ajo, 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 ajo. Para hacer un buen gazpacho. Para hacer un buen gazpacho. Para hacer un buen gazpacho. Mucho ajo, mucho ajo. Chacho, cacho, gazpacho, no vamos a piblar. Arrimate, muchacho, que te va a enterar. Chacho, cacho, gazpacho, no vamos a piblar. Arrimate, muchacho, que te va a ¿A quién no le va a gustar? 
Isn't that delightful? I, I just discovered that last night, actually, and I had to play it on the show. That is El Gaspacho by Manu Sequera. I wish that I could translate for you, but I am unilingual, woefully unilingual. But I do speak the language of music, and if you do and you speak the language of music and food, glad you're listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. Face the Music is at 7, and then many more delights on WCBN, as well as WCBN.org, you know. We've got a website with webs on it. It's very webby. Some food news of another kind. We're going to transition to other species for the moment. Petco, this is from the Associated Press, Petco says it will stop selling dog and cat treats made in China by the end of this year because of ongoing fears that the imported treats are making pets sick. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration hasn't been able to identify why pets are getting ill. Since it launched an investigation late last year, the FDA said it received more than 4,800 complaints of pet illnesses and 1,000 dog deaths after eating Chinese-made chicken, duck, or sweet potato jerky treats. Petco operates 1,300 stores. It says shoppers are asking it to stop selling the treats. The retailer is switching them out for treats made in the U.S., New Zealand, Australia, and South America. That was the news yesterday and the news yesterday as well, and it was... Uh, Right. But today, PetSmart is another major pet food retailer, said today that they will stop selling dog and cat treats made in China. PetSmart says it plans to have the treats off all of its store shelves by March 2015. And we we heard all that about the uh, complaints from the FDA, but we need a little commentary, I think, from uh, Iggy Pop. Love those uh, those lovely little uh, rock and roll flourishes there, but I think he says a bad word somewhere in the song. And bad words. Uh, some people think bad words are bad. Some think pe- some people think bad words are good. But we're running out of time for that debate. So it looks like we're going to have to. Uh, actually, there's Iggy Pop dancing off into the sun and set over the hills of the Arb. He's dancing. That is Iggy Pop and dog food, and that is from the album Soldier. Now, I mentioned earlier in the show that I visited Omaha, where my folks live, and it's a city of more than 400,000 people, a whole lot of different kinds of stuff going on there. Some people think, oh, it must be really flat, and they must have about 1,000 people there. No, actually, more than 400,000, all kinds of different food and stuff. And I found something in Omaha that I that we really need in Ann Arbor. Yes, we also, as I mentioned earlier, we do need a... Uh, Lollapalooza Pasta Fazula on Main Street, but we also need, they didn't actually have such a parade in Omaha, but maybe I should get that going too. But in Ann Arbor, we need a Persian restaurant. 
Yes, we need a Persian restaurant. A Persian restaurant in the charming Old Market area of Omaha is a place where I got some wonderful food at a dish called Koresht Kame. I believe that's how it's pronounced, and I hope so. Consisting of cubes of beef cooked with yellow split peas in a cinnamon potato onion sauce. Mmm, good stuff. And on the side of the dish, they had a little salad, and then on another part of the dish, they cut slices of banana to, to offset some of the other flavors. Not offset some of the other flavors, but uh, to complement some of the other flavors. They had other dishes as well. Um, they, they did have a tilapia served with grilled tomatoes. They had a, a dish called, I believe, Fesinjun. Again, if I'm mispronouncing, I apologize. This a tender boneless chicken cooked in a walnut pomegranate sauce. These are some of the dishes at the uh, Persian restaurant in Ann Arbor. In Ann Arbor. Wish it was in Ann Arbor. That's my wishful thinking. It was, in fact, in Omaha, and it was called Ahmad's. And some of the other dishes they had may be familiar to folks in Ann Arbor because there are probably some dishes that are common to Iran and, and parts nearby in the Middle East. Falafel, they have hummus, they have baba ganoush. Their hummus... You know, chickpeas, garlic, and tahini, delicious, but they also served it with lime. I've never had uh, hummus with lime juice before, and it was really, really refreshing. But these are just some of the items at Ahmad's Persian Cuisine in Omaha in their old market area there. And that is my dream someday to come to Ann Arbor and find our very own Persian food place, because there are many choices in Ann Arbor, but not a Persian place. Someday. And a pasta fazula uh Lollapalooza. Here's some other news before we continue on to the Groove Juice special by Slim Gaylord. It's going to be the final soup item of today after uh, pasta fazula and some gazpacho, a little bit of Groove Juice special. This from the Associated Press. Authorities say a man stole a New York City bakery truck and began delivering loaves of bread to random businesses. Police say David Bostar hopped into the Grimaldi's Home of Bread truck on Manhattan's Upper East Side early Monday while the real driver was making a delivery at a pizzeria. Wearing only his underwear, Bostar then allegedly began dropping off baguettes, whole wheat rolls, and sourdough bread, but not to the bakery's customers. Joel Grimaldi is the owner of the Queen's Bakery. He says the bandit dropped a lot of bread worth about $5,000. He says the bakery later accommodated all of his customers. Bastar has been taken to a hospital for evaluation. A man after my own heart. What's that again now? What? I'm sorry. I said a man after my own heart, although I am sorry for the bakery. Yes, indeed. Well, sometimes we all just want to deliver bread to everyone we can in our underwear. That's we just want right. to drive around and do that. That's that's another thing Ann Arbor should do more often, don't you think? I think so. Well, on that note, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least half hour. I hope you've enjoyed that. Keep listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor and WCBN.org, for goodness sake. So much to listen to and to look at on the interweb screens. I'll and face the music next with lots of wonderful music of Fats Waller. In the meantime, as promised... Groove Juice Special. This is Slim and Slam, also known as Slim Gaylord and Slam Stewart. Thank you for listening, and don't ever, ever stop doing that. The Groove Juice Special, keep rolling along. The Groove Juice Special is the nightclub song. You're out at night and start feeling tight. The juicy, 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 juicy Groove Juice. Z for Zisky is the word you say. When the bottles start coming your way, you'll be hopping like Hades or popping. The juicy, 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 juicy Groove Juice. You feel mellow. 
just like a cello. And you feel fine, just like wine, and I ain't lying. The groove juice special, rolling along. The groove juice special is the nightclub song. You feel great like a P38. The juicy, 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 juicy groove juice. Like a jello, jello, and be fine. <laughs> Just like wine. Now watch them wine. Juice, juice, special, keep rolling along. Juice, special, juice, like a song. Feel great like a P30. A juicy, 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 juicy groove juice. Well, groove juice. Oh, uh, here's a bottle. Wow, what a pleasant surprise to walk in and have Slim and Slam give us the lead-in for Face the Music on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike. Another outstanding piece of radio from you this evening. I'm uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to hear the voice of your dad. I was, uh, I was cleaning up after a uh, screening a film by Dushan Makaveev over in Angel Hall, and that's the way life is. Face the Music is all about Fats Waller this summer. The whole summer I'm devoting to not only his recordings, and there are hundreds and hundreds of them, so I'm picking out what I think are his best recordings for you. But also, um, well, we'll be getting into the what I'm calling postmodern Fats Waller theory, looking at Fats Waller from 360 degrees, as it were, as the summer progresses. Tonight... We're primarily hearing recordings made by Fats Waller and his rhythm in the years 1934 and 35, which means some of the first records that this band made together. But we're opening with a piano solo made in 1929, Love Me or Leave Me. After that, you're going to hear a whole lot of love songs because Fats Waller was, as the... uh, music industry quickly figured out a master of the interpretation of Tin Pan Alley love songs of the day. Good evening. (laughs) 